what makes us tough. And we keep a coming. We're the people that live. They can't wipe us out. They can't lick us. The change has started, and the change in Detroit is real. We're back! Yeah! Yeah, yeah, yeah! Detroit, Michigan! Here, you can actually see what you do affect a great American city, and it's, it's hopefully historical comeback. Welcome into Opportunity Detroit. Hi, this is Paul W. Smith, welcoming in Ali Omar, who's the founder of God and I. We'll say hi to Tara Castro, the founder and owner of Detroit Body Garage. And then we're going to visit with some of the folks from the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan Parade Company Pancake Breakfast and see what they've got cooking. There's a lot going on here on this one, Opportunity Detroit. And it's all right now. Michigan. First up on Opportunity Detroit, we get to meet Ali Omar of Godnai. Now, that brings us to a lot of questions. Maybe you have, I do, and that is just what the heck is Godnai? So let's go right to the founder. Ali, uh, it's Paul. Nice to have you on Opportunity Detroit. Thank you for having me. What is Godnai? It's an interesting question. Um, I first got the idea to uh, go into fashion when I was 16 years old, uh, specifically starting with uh, eyeglasses. That's the idea that came to me. And um, the company was called Prince Ali, Inc. And when I met my business partner, she said, hey, that's not the name. (laughs) You need to pray a little bit harder and uh, figure out what the name should be. And so God and I was the name that came to me actually in prayer. And um, it means God's vision. It's kind of a play on words with the fact that we specialize in making eyewear. Well, that is interesting. Uh, God and <laughs> God and I, or God and I, and uh, the vision uh, turned into your distinctive vision, and as a distinctive vision and fashion company. So uh, yes. that's uh, you're you're known for a lot of things, but apparently most known for your emerging eyewear lines and collaborative fashion collections. And it's all rooted in Detroit craftsmen and fashion culture. Tell me more. Uh, Yes. So, uh, again, when I was 21 is when I began to uh, really pursue this idea. I'm 30 years old now, so over a nine-year period, um, you know, we started out with research. uh, Then we began to dive into manufacturing and uh, we probably went to four or five different manufacturing companies in Michigan uh, trying to find who could help us to bring this project to life. Uh, when we kept hitting roadblocks, we uh, went overseas, and we kept hitting more roadblocks because we couldn't be as creative as we wanted to be. Uh, we'd have to order hundreds upon hundreds of units just to get, you know, one or two styles. And so it wasn't cost-effective for someone who had a 9 to 5. Long story short, in the la- in the latter years, I began to uh, teach myself uh, how to actually make the product by hand. Uh, I had an amazing mentor, Stephen Proctor from England, who's a, a woodworker, and I would watch YouTube videos on how to make skateboards and kitchen cabinets and just different things, and I put all the things I learned into making glasses. So we design, um, manufacture, and assemble every pair of glasses in Detroit, Michigan. And they're really handcrafted, aren't they? Because I'm reading here um, that it takes 
eight days to complete a pair of uh, glasses for the frames and all. Yes, you have each pair. Each pair and all is eighty plus hours. Uh, just one of the processes takes uh, takes three days alone. That's that's rather fascinating. <laughs> we enjoy it. And it also says here you're using, uh, well, you do them in small batches from premium, sustainable, and plant-based materials. Yes, yes. We use um, a material called cellulose acetate, uh, which is about 60% plant-based, uh, made from cotton pulp and tree pulp and uh, other plasticizers. Uh, it's hypoallergenic as well, which is very good and uh, pretty good for the environment. Even our scraps, we are able to take and break them back down uh, to make more glasses out of. So we're trying to make sure we're as sustainable as possible. So is there a ballpark or average figure you can share with uh, how much uh, a God and I pair of glasses would sell for? Uh, so our, our prices started at around 350 uh, that's actually a collection that we're releasing November 20th. Uh, up until this point, we've mostly done uh, custom frames, which start at around 750. Uh, and so, we're making collections. Of course, we're making more at one time. Uh, we're able to bring our price down, um, but we have three different tiers of frames. So there'll be a 350 um, for most common frame. We'll be at uh, 650 for our limited edition. Uh, which includes precious metals and uh, premium packaging, and then our custom frames uh, will continue to start at seven fifty. Well, that's uh, clearly these are premium materials, uh, distinctive fashion, vision, and fashion uh, company uh, technology, uh, and it seems like you're looking at probably uh, one of a kind glasses. You're not going to walk down the street and see five people wearing the same pair of glasses. Of course. Uh, we actually don't make more than 100 uh, units in a style and color. 100 is your maximum. Are you shipping these yeah. all, all over the country now? Uh, yes. The interesting thing is um, on my Instagram page, I posted an image of one of the frames that's going to release. Um, and someone in California just purchased them last week. I didn't realize I had made it a live thing. And so they kind of got the frame before the official release, uh, which is pretty cool. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, we, we sell in California, North Carolina, Atlanta, Georgia, um, of course, uh, in Michigan. Those are the states where we've seen sales. Well, good for you, uh, and especially since this is your home. We love uh, hearing this, Ali, yeah. that it's going well. We're spending uh, some time with Ali Omar. He's the founder of God and I like God and I, but God and I, eyewear, you can find them online, social media and such. And what you're going to find is uh, uh, really a vision and fashion company rooted in Detroit craftsmanship and fashion culture with each frame for these glasses carefully handcrafted, taking up to eight days to complete. And uh, with those small batches, premium, sustainable plant-based materials, uh, we can see that you can have a, a healthy, good future with the company. Uh, do you have a, a a store that people can come visit you at, or is this all online? We're currently online. Um, again, we manufacture um, 
about five minutes from Wayne State, so we're not too far from downtown. Uh, we do a lot of pop-up events. Uh, again, no- November 20th, uh, we're going to be at the Jam Handy. Uh, doors open at 5 p.m., so that's where we're actually going to create a shopping experience at the Jam Handy. Uh, but after that, we're going to announce a partnership with some good friends of ours, um, and they they have some collaboration with Bedrock, but they'll have a two to three month um, installation uh, somewhere downtown, and so we'll be a part of that, and we'll announce it on the twentieth. But right now, uh, we're going to find you on social media, um, yes. and and, um, and it's got to be. Heartwarming being the founder of a company that is here in Detroit, and I, I hope that experience has been very good for you. Yeah, for sure. Um, even even though we're a, a startup company, um, we have an amazing community of people. Uh, we completely grown word of mouth. Uh, we haven't had a marketing budget uh, since we started, um, and we also partner with uh, two nonprofits that are local. Um, because the community is so strong, and so we just continue to grow with them. Um, all of our, our customers are like family and friends, and they've been very, very, very supportive. What uh, what two nonprofits have you hooked up with? Uh, one is called A Place of Refuge, uh, which is incredible. Um, they offer housing to young men who age out of foster care who would normally end up homeless. And so they house them, uh, help them to complete their general education, and then if they choose to do so, go into higher education or obtain a skill or trade. And the other one is Six Feet Over. Um, they're, they offer bereavement services and suicide prevention services, and they're both uh, based in Detroit. Jeez, what a great name, Six Feet, six feet Over. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard, I've always heard of Six Feet Under, never heard of Six Feet Over. Uh, good for you for finding them and giving them some of your attention and some of your love. So once again, uh, yes. tell our Opportunity Detroit listeners here on WJR uh, where they can shop your brand. Yes, so it's going to be on godnigh.com. Spell that. Yeah, there we go. G-O-D. Yep, G-O-D-N-I-I.com. And on social media, it's just going to be at Godnigh. So on Instagram and Facebook. All right. G-O-D-N-I-I.com. G-O-D-N-I-I.com. Or yes. at at Godnai again G O D N I I on social media. What's next for the company? So after our event on November twentieth, uh, is creating some sh- uh, shopping experience. Uh, we do really well in person, where people can actually try the glasses on and you know experience it in person. Uh, but the next step is working on uh, some type of uh, store experience. Uh, right now, over eighty six percent of people in America who wear glasses prefer to actually come into a brick and mortar shop. And so though there's a growing trend of eyewear shopping online, we're just not quite there yet because it's an experience that most people are used to going in and getting fitted, getting eye exams, etc. So sure. we have to, you know, maneuver, but continue to be innovative as well. Well, I can only imagine. I mean, I don't know if I've ever seen any of your glasses, but they've got to be very special. Anything that takes in this day and age, Anything that takes eight days to create has got to be very special. 
Yes, indeed. Well, we'll make sure we uh, we send some over there to the to the station for you. Love to see them. That's for sure. Godnai.com. G-O-D-N-I-I. Dot com, G-O-D-N-I-I.com, and we've spent a little time here on Opportunity Detroit with the founder of Godnai, and eyewear is what they are really known for now. Ali Omar, congratulations, best of luck as you continue to grow. Thank you very much, and I appreciate it. Well, we appreciate you and your talent as we continue on Opportunity Detroit. Next up on Opportunity Detroit, we meet the owner of Detroit Body Garage, Tara Castro. Hey, welcome to the program, Tara. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. Otherwise, how would we even know what Detroit Body Garage is if we didn't have you on as the owner? Tell us what it is. Um, So we are a neighborhood gym in West Village, um, our mission is to help you be a vehicle of change through movement and community. So we have fitness classes for all levels, 30 classes a week, um, seven days a week, um, certified trainers and coaches. Um, we meet you where you are. We're family friendly. Uh, we even have a, two gym dogs. Um, so we've been open. <laughs> we're about, yeah, we're, we are family focused, but um, yeah, we are, we've been open almost seven years. So May uh, 2023 will be year seven. Wow. You've been around a while. Tell me, tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself and and your background, if you would, Tara. Yeah. So I am, or I was a professional triathlete. I specialized in Ironman triathlon racing, which is 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike and a marathon run. And I traveled the world doing that uh, for many years. And I um, ended up getting a divorce in 2014 and um, needed to move back to this city, which is Detroit, is home. Um, and so I have spent my life racing and um, using movement uh, as a job. And so, um, yeah, that's where this all started. What, what pushed you, I guess, is the one word I could use. What what compelled you to start Detroit Body Garage? Well, you know, when I moved back to the city uh, in 2014, I saw a need for more opportunities for movement that were accessible um, so that people in the city, our residents, would have access to elite training, um, to recovery things, to learning about how to move their body better. Um, and I honestly, I also needed a job. I don't have a college degree. I became a pro athlete out of high school. Um, and I needed to figure out ways to make a living. And I gather, um, what is Detroit Body Garage using the gifts that I've been given and the things that I know, um, to help the residents in our city. Um, so I used my life savings of $12,000 and started in West Village in the historic bank building. And since then, in 2020, right before the pandemic, we moved into an actual garage on Mac and Fisher. Um, this is a, a pretty uh, amazing stuff uh, uh, yeah. as Detroit uh, Body Garage. Um, uh, where exactly are you located? So we are on the corner of Mac and Fisher, right near Van Dyke. I would say just north of Indian Village, literally just right on the edge of Indian Village. You will see us. It says Friendly Tech Auto on the building. It's blue and red, an actual car garage where you come and work on your body parts, just like a car. 
Well, that's pretty amazing. That's uh, that, mm-hmm. it. Really is amazing. Good for you. And uh, and you came back to Detroit. What made you come back? What made you pick Detroit to start your business in? Well, you know, my grandparents came from Europe and settled in West Village and were part of the psych community, helped build the first velodrome, helped uh, with a part of the Lexus velodrome. And when I got back to the city, I knew that I needed to go back to where my heritage, like where my ancestors, where my family started to heal who I am and to heal my heart. Um, and to do that, um, that's where I started my business. I moved to, I'm a resident of Tengri Park neighborhood. I walked to work. Um, I believe you should live and work in the same space. Um, so I moved back because this is where my family is from. Well, it's good to be back with family. And I, I hope it the is. family is uh, very much involved with your Detroit Body Garage. What's the what's yes. the future looking like? Well, you know, I think um, it's interesting. I became a mom. So I'm a single mom uh in 2020, I became a mom during the pandemic. So it's been interesting to run this business with my son. He's two, and he comes to work with me and can do burpees and pull-ups. Um, and helps he helps encourage the community. So um, I would say the future is having more access for kids as well, kids programming, um, be able to grow uh, what we do and help other people start gyms in their neighborhoods. Every neighborhood needs a gym. Every neighborhood needs a coffee shop and restaurants, a grocery store. Um, helping the neighborhoods in our city is how our, our city will thrive. Well, that's good. I mean, that's uh, that's a great uh, thing to be doing. And uh, as a small business owner here in Detroit, uh, I hope that experience has been good. Um, you know, it's been, it's been challenging. It comes with its own special set of challenges um, and things to jump through and um, learning curves. Um, I think we have to give people a lot of grace and be patient. Um, it's definitely been hard over the last few years with the pandemic to navigate changes um, and updates to things. Um, but in my heart here, I love this city. You know, Detroit's been voted the most unhealthy, unhappy, stressed out city in America twice by uh, Wallet Hub. And that's kind of what I hold on to is that all these challenges are worth it because to create change, um, help our city be healthy, to uh, break the cycles that are happening, um, you just have to accept that, you know, we're just going to keep pushing, keep going together. Well, that's all you can do. I mean, that's what you have to do. Totally. Amen. Absolutely. Um, and it's worth it. I'm an Ironman triathlete, so I know to endure. And, you know, we're doing it together, which is really cool. I, I, you know, from the moment we're we're here uh, and uh, happily speaking with the uh, the owner, founder of Detroit Body Garage, Tara Castro. And she's had this uh, Detroit Body Garage for seven years. You've just been hearing about the experience, how it happened and all of that. But from the moment I met her, which is in this conversation, and she mentioned that she was a triathlete. I, I mean, that brings so many questions to my mind. I mean, seriously, it. I, I thought to myself, man, we couldn't be more different from each other. Uh, because <laughs> there's no way in the world that I would ever feel like I could challenge myself that way with everything you have to do from the swimming, the running, the biking, yeah. uh, all the things that go into being a triathlete. How and how and when and why did you decide that was something you were going to pursue even as a career? Um, you know, it's funny. My grandfather uh, was a pro cyclist, so genetically I was made to move in that way. 
Um, but it was something I always wanted to do since I was five. Um, I just, is something, I just, that's how I, the gift I was given is movement. And it, what's been really cool is it allowed me to ha- make a living, but now it's allowed me to help people find that spark in themselves. So I have a saying, be bold. Like that's my tagline. That's my mantra and everything I do. And I have people who have joined the gym who have never moved in their whole life. They're in their late sixties and seventies and they're finding that they're athletic in their own way. So it's been a really beautiful process to um, learn how to push my body so I could help other people push themselves to being bold as well. Did you, five years old is mind blowing for me. (laughs) I mean, at at five, I might've just discovered my navel, but you were just, you were deciding you wanted to be a a triathlete. It's because you are a product of your environment, right? And so that's, my son's a perfect example. He's been, I didn't get a maternity leave or anything. So um, my son's adopted. He came, started coming to work with me two weeks in because we needed to save our business from all the shutdowns and things. And he knows movement. If you say, hey, River, his name's River. Hey, River, do a deadlift. He knows how to do it, you know? So I grew up seeing my parents work out, seeing my grandfather raise. And so that just seemed natural. Um, I'm so thankful. It's brought me to where I am today. So, Were you ever mm-hmm. influenced? Have you even ever heard the name Emily Gale? Oh, she is a sweet friend of mine, yes. <laughs> well, she is a sweet person, period, and a friend of ours as she well. Is. And she many, many years ago started saying, say nice things about Detroit. And I uh-huh. still have a mug with that on it, and we have bumper Me stickers. She's, she's spectacular, but somewhere along the way, she also got involved in these... Uh, triathlons in Hawaii, which if you're going to get involved in anything like that, Hawaii's not a bad place. She sure did. She is, you know what? She and I chat almost every day on social media. And, uh, you know, I hope that's just carrying on her legacy, you know? Um, and I have done that one in Kona, and that's the world championships, and it sure is epic. But her spirit, right? Uh, there are women in the city doing really amazing things uh, with businesses, with movement and being healthy. Um, and I'm thankful to be a part of that. Would you do me a big favor and tell Emily yes. Gale that Kim and Paul W. Smith send their love? If you're in touch with her all the time, that'd be fabulous. I will. I will. She'll love that. She misses being here uh, so much. So. Well, she's a special, special human being that... Uh, I remind everyone in Detroit as often as I can that she's the originator of realizing that in Detroit we've had a problem, and uh, it has been that we have accentuated the negative rather than the positive. 100%. 100%. And uh, she was accentuating the positive way, way, way long ago before it became popular, but she's at the very beginning of all of us realizing that we are spokespeople for Detroit, and Detroit is what we say it is. Amen. It is. It is. And it is the most magical city, uh, my most favorite city in the world. We have a state park right here um, in the heart of the city. You know, it's a beautiful place, and I think we each have a responsibility as our gifts and make it even better. Um, And that's what we're doing here at the garage. Well, it's just wonderful. Now, how can listeners uh, find out more about Detroit Body Garage? Just one more time, if you could help us with that, Tara Castro. Yeah. So we have social media. You can go to our Facebook or our Instagram, at Detroit Body Garage, or our website, 
DetroitBodyGarage.com. We'd love to have you in class. You can drop in. There's monthly memberships, family memberships. We do a free workout once a month, including food, because we love to eat as well and have break bread together. So we do a free workout once a month that you can join and just check things out. Um, the next one's on Small Business Saturday. So Very good. And does River have a favorite workout yet? Um, he loves to ride his bike. So I think his favorite workout is riding his bike around Belle Isle on the little dirt hill that he finds. So <laughs> biking might be his thing, uh, which would make sense. How old is he now? He's two. He oh, my two. gosh. Oh, wow. Yeah, he can ride a bike. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, well, this is a great story. Great learning about yeah. you. And uh, and uh, DetroitBodyGarage.com for we old-fashioned people that use that or yeah. on any social media, if you put it in there, yeah. you're going to find the work <laughs> of Tara Castro, the owner, founder of Detroit Body Garage. Good luck to you, Tara. A great uh, pleasure meeting you. Thank be, you. Be sure to give my love to Emily Gale. I will. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure as we continue on Opportunity Detroit. So many great companies and people that, two more that we're meeting right now, Laura Graneman, who you know from being on our show a number of times, used to co-host the Opportunity Detroit show with us. She's vice president, the Rocket Community Fund, interim executive director, the Gilbert Family Foundation, and she's been with the company about eight years now and doing a heck of a job. You always do, Laura. You're always busy. Thank you. Well, it's a real team effort. This whole, all of our work is a, an incredible community effort. Well, you have a new float this year. We have a new float this year, thanks to Tony and the team. Yeah, we have a new float this year. It's incredible. Um, it's all about the simplifying complex processes, and that's really what Rocket is, is all about. Um, it, it really showcases how Rocket has helped to take what was previously a pretty antiquated process and make it as streamlined as possible and help every American achieve their, their dreams. And you've worked on that for a long time because we've known each other a long time, and I've watched you do things that some people wouldn't have even known you were doing. For example, working hard to help people stay in their house and not lose it for some of the most ridiculous, seemingly simplest of things, and, and they were being thrown out of their houses until you guys stepped in. Well, you know, just like Rocket Companies, the Rocket Community Fund is also all about simplifying complex processes and helping people achieve their dreams. And right here in Detroit, we are doing our best to do that. And, and uh, one of the, the challenging processes that we have worked very hard on has been to simplify the, the tax foreclosure process to help people stay in their homes, become homeowners, and ensure that they are able to stay sustainably homeowners. Uh, so we've been really honored to support tens of thousands of people to be able to keep their homes. Well, you, you've got great uh, leadership. Dan Gilbert was smart in putting a team together. You're a big part of that team, but Jay Farner running the company. Um, it, it was very tough to have Dan Gilbert go through his medical issues, but the company continued to be strong, and everybody kind of worked together to make sure it stayed that way. How's Dan doing? Dan's doing very well, um, and, and I, I think that that's, that's an incredible statement that you just made. I think one of the things that Dan did that was so important was putting a huge emphasis on culture and leadership and helping people all around get the best skills that they could 
to take on some complex challenges. And Jay is a great example of that. Jay's doing a fantastic job, you know, and, and we've got great leadership all across the family of companies. Absolutely correct. Uh, another person who is with a very important uh, foundation, the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, we're meeting for the first time, Eileen Storer-Smith. And nice to have you here with us. Thank you, Paul. It's so great to be here. I already asked Eileen if she was from the Storer Broadcasting family. If you remember, Storer Broadcasting, Tony, you'll remember, I worked at their first radio station in Toledo, WSPD, his first broadcast property that went on to become a big company across the country, and they owned Channel 2 in Detroit for a very long time. So, But people ask you that all the time, you said. They do. Just tell them yes. (laughs) (laughs) Who's going to know? I will from now on. People ask me if I'm related to Adam Smith because one of my son's name is Adam, Adam Smith. You know, the guy in history, Adam Smith. Oh, yes, of course we're related. (laughs) Who's going to check that? Maybe we are related. You know, I think all Smiths are related one way or another. But tell me how things are going at the uh, W.K. Kellogg Foundation because you literally spread the wealth and help so many people in so many ways. Well, thank you, Paul. And again, it's an honor to be here. And um, at the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, we are continuing to lift up children who are the, sort of the heart of everything we, that we do, thinking about how we support them in the context of their, their families who are working on their behalf every day to really contribute to thriving communities. And we're really honored to be here today in partnership with our friends from the Kresge Foundation to support the Hope Starts Here float and to just lean into this exciting celebration um, provided by the Parade Company. You, as you know, for years, the Parade Company has brought so much joy and celebration to the city and lifted up the great work of so many partners in the city and just created this wonderful momentum that we're just so proud to be a part of. Here you have it, uh, Tony, in, before us. Uh, we have the businesses uh, that, that help and Rocket, a great, uh, a great representative of all. They've got so many businesses on their own, but representing all the businesses that are a part of this. And then there are so many, uh, whether it's the Skillman, or who we talked with earlier, or the Kellogg, or all these foundations that also come together to help. It is fantastic. And every time I speak to the foundation, wonderful people, it's they want to continue doing good. What can we do to help? They want to make things better for the kids and better for families. And, and hope starts here. And, Laura, the things that Dan is doing and you're doing, it's unbelievable what a city this is to have people like you. And I really mean that from my heart. Our, if our neighborhoods don't grow, we're not going to grow. And kids need to be need to have pride. And, and and thank you for all you do. Thank you for what you do for us. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Tony. It's what appreciate you. It what make it's what makes Detroit so extra special. And I have to tell you something that goes for our mayor, Mike Duggan, uh, the police chief White. I mean, all the different people that work, oftentimes behind the scenes to keep Detroit special. We have seen over the last couple of years cities that have disintegrated in some ways. That never happened here in Detroit, and there's a reason for that. The people of Detroit who understand, who've gone through some of the worst of times and are not interested in tearing down what we've built back up, what they've built back up, they're smarter than that. And uh, and the from here on in, it just gets better. Yeah, it really does. And I remember the day that Faye called me and she said, Tony... We want to get Kellogg involved in the parade. It, it makes great sense. And I, that was such a great day. 
and then all the other calls, you know, when we're dealing with Rocket and so on. Um, this, this is really that moment in our city and our state that brings people together like never before. Almost a million people on Woodward, a 21 rating on television. Everybody, Unbelievable. Everybody is together that day. Yeah, yeah. It, and it, it all Thank is you. much, much of it thanks at the top to you, Tony oh, Michaels, oh. as the head of the parade company and all these good things that the parade company does. Couldn't do it without Laura Graneman. Vice President, Rocket Community Fund, Interim Executive Director, Gilbert Family Foundation. Laura, always good to see you. Thank you. And Eileen Storer-Smith from the W.K. Kellogg Foundation. Nice to meet you. So nice to meet you as well. And thanks for all the good things that you represent uh, and that you do with the W.K. Kellogg Foundation. And what a great parade uh, we've got planned for you, that is for sure. It is the 96th America's Thanksgiving Parade, presented by Gardner White. The theme, again, our great city, Detroit. And, boy, there are people that uh, continue to make this a great city by their involvement. That would include my next uh, couple of guests here. First up is our friend Terry Radigan. General Motors Vice President of Corporate Giving. So we see Terry at all the good events because General Motors is involved in everything good that happens in and around Detroit and all of Michigan and, for that matter, the United States. Thank you. Uh, Detroit, great city, and we're proud to be headquartered here for the last 111 years. 111 years. Exactly right. And you presented, uh, revealed a brand-new float last year which, of course, gave Sandy Pierce from Huntington all year to try to top your float. Okay, her new float they just revealed is longer. But, Terry, you pointed out it's not taller. Ours is taller when we have the Ultium platform that goes 25 feet into the air. So I think we've got her on height. She'll never be able to beat that. (laughs) Right. That's funny. How are things going? Really, really well. We had a we had a great quarter, Paul W. We had um, record uh, sales for our Bolt and, and Bolt EUV, which is built right up there at Orion Assembly. Um, you know, all of the EVs that we've been talking about, and our float, by the way, is everybody in EV. Uh, when we when we unveiled the float last year. Um, we had some vehicles on the road. Now we've got the Lyric. We've got the Hummer, which is built right here at Factory Zero. Uh, we're really, really excited about our all-electric future. We unveiled the Blazer. We unveiled the Equinox EV. You know, all the all the ones you see in that terrific Chevrolet ad where they're with the Fleetwood Mac song. If you've watched baseball or football, you, it's a it's a catchy tune and a great, great Sean happy is, commercial. Sean is uh, he, he comes in often uh, humming it. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so it's very effective. Yes, good. Uh, indeed. And we haven't said, we've talked for a couple of minutes, Terry Radican, and not one word about chips has been said. But it's still an issue. It is an issue, but it's getting better. And we're starting to see our, our inventories at our dealerships increase, which is great for them. Yeah, uh, they've and been for a, us. And for us. They've been amazing through the whole pandemic and the chip shortage. But it's nice to have some vehicles to actually show people when they come into the dealership. Right. Yeah. And so it's getting better it and is. better. And that's uh, certainly good news. And boy, oh boy, do you remember an introduction that's been embraced like the Lyric has. Uh, I, I don't. Absolutely fantastic. And uh, they're rolling off the line now. The waiting list is, is lengthy, but uh, it's worth the wait. And then, you know, just last month we unveiled the Celestic, which is the, the $300,000 super luxury car that, by the way, will be hand-built 
at our Warren Technical Center and uh, by, by great people. And it's just um, it's a technological tour de force, and, and it's so, so exciting to have that vehicle. It's just, when I first read about it, I went, that's astonishing. I mean, I know about halo vehicles. Uh, a Corvette is right. a halo vehicle, exactly. for example. But a $300,000 luxury vehicle, that's pretty astonishing. Standard of the world. That's what Cadillac should stand for, and that's what it will stand it's for. It's what it used to stand for. Absolutely. People used to get a refrigerator, and the person selling you the refrigerator would say, it's the Cadillac of refrigerators. <laughs> right. You want to get back to that. Exactly. I don't blame you. Thank you, Terry Raddick, and thank, thank you. you, General Motors, for all that you do for the community every day that we don't even know about. And we appreciate it very much. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Uh, Speaking of amazing, from Delta Dental, the regional vice president of sales and account management, is Mike Boback. And he's here with us. Mike, nice to meet you. Nice to see you. Pleasure to be here. You you know what I noticed about what you've been doing in a very big way, uh, Mike, is that you are involved with the community, but uh, even more so your employees. And that's coming right from the company. The company saying, here, take this time and go do these things. And that's very cool. Yeah, Paul, I appreciate you mentioning that. Uh, you know, our mission is to, to build healthy, smart, vibrant communities. Uh, we're you know, certainly proud to be down here and part of this event in Detroit. And in this past year, our employees, um, you know, uh, by their own fruition, have gone out and I think we're over 2,000 hours employee volunteerism, you know, right here throughout this, uh, throughout this great state. But uh, a lot of that happens here in this uh, wonderful community. You know, insurance is a is a tough area. That it, it, people uh, get concerned, they get confused, um, and uh, for us, uh, when we have had Delta Dental as part of our insurance package, speaking personally from the radio station, mm-hmm. really is seamless. The integration is, and it and, and it's not a problem at all. It's one of the pleasures, frankly. Yeah, no, I appreciate that again. So our goal, obviously, is to make it simple for all of our members to use that. You know, we're proud to have so many great customers like General Motors and Terry's Terry's crew down here in this city. And, um, you know, we stand up a, a large group of employees all here. So we're all uh, right here in the Detroit market and, you know, trying to do great business and, um, you know, make it seamless, like you mentioned, and easy for our members to use. So that's always a goal of ours. So, Terry, that's why I see all of you find the GM people with great smiles. <laughs> nice teeth. <laughs> nice teeth. <laughs> you know, that's, that could be a campaign. You have Delta Dental teeth. They look so good. Well, that's great. Um, and, uh, you know, we're all in this together. And uh, we all work together to make Detroit better. And uh, that goes for General Motors, obviously, and Delta Dental, and WJR, for that matter. We're all in this together. Anything else we need to know about how things are going at Delta Dental? Yeah, things are going wonderful. And, again, just uh, proud to be a part of this wonderful event. We know that it brings a lot of, you know, people into the city. And so we're looking forward to uh, the upcoming event. And, again, just, uh, you know, happy to be a part of it and uh, to support the event and to support the great city of Detroit. Here. Excellent. Gentlemen. It's a pleasure having you here. I appreciate you coming in extra early to come on the air with us. Are you going to be flipping some flapjacks? I'm uh, going to be eating some. I'm yeah, not well. sure if they'll allow me to eat <laughs> some. But. I've never flipped them. My wife Kim has, which was very kind of them to invite her. But I, I'm an eater. Yeah, I'm an That's eater me. as yeah. well. Well, Paul, I will be flipping. So you will I'm looking, be looking forward to it. Yeah. All right, we'll watch you. We we got a great seat here to see the the <laughs> flapjack flippers, and there are many. And so. Uh, Thank you, Terry Radigan, General Motors Vice President of Corporate Giving. Thanks for all you and the men and women you represent do. And for uh, the same, Mike Boback, Delta Dental Regional Vice President of Sales and Account Management. Thank you for what you do and for all the employees that you represent.
Thank you, sir. And may you both have a fabulous Thanksgiving. Happy and, Thanksgiving. And a great uh, end of the year. Let's close it out uh, in a very positive, good way. Same to you. Thanks, Paul. Same to you. Thank you, Terry, Mike. That's Opportunity Detroit for this week. We thank all of our guests for being here with us. We'll look forward to being with you Monday through Friday on my regular morning show from 6 till 9. And then back next time here at Opportunity Detroit. Regards, Paul W. Smith.